What is up, everybody? And welcome to the very first episode of the Spectre Mode Podcast of 2023. And if you're like me, you probably think it's still 2022 because things just aren't going your way. But that's okay. This podcast is here to lift up your spirits and make you laugh and go crazy and listen to Kyle's laugh and all that fun stuff. Right, Kyle? Oh, thank you. Yes. Hi. People have said that you have a lovable laugh. Uh, that can't, can't be true. Who's saying that? People on the internet. It's got to be you. Well, you know, people on the internet. You know, they lie and, you know, you can't believe anything on the internet. So I guess. So like he laughs way too much. Yeah. Shut up, Kyle. Stop laughing. <laughs> I like your laugh. See, oh, Scott thank likes you. your laugh too. The other person was Scott. And welcome back to the Spectator Mode podcast. If I haven't already said that, I'm losing my mind. This is episode 126. It's a lot of podcasts, guys. A lot of podcasts. But uh, yeah, this is the first episode of 2023. Honestly, there's not really a lot to talk about in terms of gaming, but we still got some stuff to talk about because we had CES 2023, which isn't really a gaming convention, but there's still but there some was some stuff. special news. Yeah, there was. Is, there was a lot of special news. <laughs> a lot of special news. Um, we're also going to talk about some One Piece Odyssey demo impressions, even though it wasn't supposed. It's not supposed to come out until tomorrow. But if you know a certain trick, you can play it today. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that. Some video card stuff because I love talking tech and uh, some frustration on my end with From Software. All that in this episode of the Spectre Mode Podcast. Um, guys, uh, we haven't done this in a while, but I-, I think we should go ahead and do it since it is 2023, the first episode. Uh, games that we have start- we started to play this year or have been playing for quite some time. Um, and unfortunately, I go first. I can't tell you what I've been playing because I'm under NDA. <laughs> I don't want to make people mad. Mr. NDA over here. You know, we can always tell people we'll get that five seconds of clout and then have everybody blacklist us. When does it come out? It comes out <laughs> on the 12th. Ooh. <laughs> so, no. I don't think I want to do anything to frustrate people. So I'm going to I'm gonna pass on that. But I know Kyle's going to say, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft. I absolutely have. I'm super See? addicted to it, and See? it's super annoying. I haven't played that game in over a decade, and, and now that I'm I'm back at it, um, I can't stop playing it. But I've also been playing Midnight Suns and uh, Warhammer 40k Darktide, as well as High on Life. I have not been playing that game. You know what? I really need to play that game. I need a group. You keep saying you play with me, but you know, it's my fault. Uh, it's not crossplay. If you're playing it on Steam, I can't play with you. What? Which yeah. one? Warhammer. So what is I'm not Game Pass on, or not? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm playing on the uh, PC Game Pass. Oh, I have a okay. PC Game Pass. I can oh, I definitely play PC Game Pass too. Oh, then we definitely can play together. I thought you might have been a Steam guy. I don't know. So I am a Steam guy, but I you won't turn down a free PC game. Gamers this are weird, PC. Man. We we have no loyalty to launcher. Okay, here we go. There, yes, we do. Here's the here's here's the hierarchy. So mad over Epic Games Launcher. Here's the no wait. Here's the hierarchy. Here, here you go. It's Steam, unless it's free. Then it's Xbox Game Pass. And then if it's exclusive to Epic Games, we play it on Epic Games. Unless you're Matt, then it doesn't make a difference if it's free. If they're giving you money on Epic Games or Epic Games, I said Epic Game Pass, Epic Games Store, he doesn't care. He won't play it. Love you, Matt. <laughs> okay. I just think of Steam as the top and then everything else is below it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly Steam right. But I still the play top. everything because I still have, I still claim all the free games on Epic and GOG. I have no shame. If it's free, I'm playing it. It doesn't matter where it's at. I'm sorry. I probably bought Kingdom Hearts a few times. So, (laughs) you know, know, there's a couple copies of Dark Souls in here somewhere. Well, you know, but I'm a new. There's a couple copies of Dark Souls in there somewhere. There's like 800. (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say 800, but pretty close. (laughs) But go ahead. You still got some. I know you wasn't just playing WoW and Vermintide, right? Um, God, I think that's it. I think wow. that is it for me. Um, it is wow, uh, dark tide, high on life, and I feel like they're that's it. That's it. There's not another one. I don't have anything special going on right now. <laughs> Fair enough. What about you, Scott? So, I've been trying to play Marvel Midnight Suns, but uh, the PC version is not good for all those people who are out there. I've then tried, well, played Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights actually runs a lot better on PC than on Marvel Midnight Suns does. But I've actually been playing it more on PlayStation just because I like playing it in front of my wife because she's a big DC fan. So she 
is big on just like all the heroes and like their connections to villains and stuff. So it's always fun to have her watch me because she's really knowledgeable of that kind of stuff. So she knows like what DC things happen or what things are like changed and stuff. Um, I've also been playing a lot of the Neptunia series because I've been trying to get myself pumped up for the new release this month. Neptunia Sisters versus Sisters comes out this month, which is exciting. It's like the first time that a Neptunia game that wasn't a crossover is coming out. So why did you just call that gang Sister Sister? I don't know. I think it's because it's a <laughs> Because before be... as he was watching the show, Sister Sister. <laughs> That's exactly where I got tomorrow. that from. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that is the case and then i've also been playing another game that i'll talk about later in the podcast but it's not water warhammer but we want to hear about warhammer. it now <laughs> hey warhammer is a lot of fun I, I i like that game well over uh the other two vermintide games i will say that i played a lot of it during the beta and it was a lot of fun i just again i don't that is a game that you really need to have a group with just like destiny yeah. 2 you need to have a group to play it very well. But like, I don't like playing that game with randos. I just don't. Yeah, like yeah. Destiny 2 or like it's the Division a, or little, those types of games hard. where if you don't have a party, it's just kind of annoying because you'll have randos that don't know what they're doing or do know what they're doing and just troll. Yeah. It's like, hey, I need to take this over there. You cover my back. Not run across the map and doing stuff and then fall off ledges <laughs> and then expect me to come save you. Because I'm not. <laughs> You're just going to die. And then I'm going to die because I have nobody to help me. All right, Kyle. Don't let me down. I'm going to play it with you on Xbox Game Pass. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so those are the games that we're playing or play or are playing. You know what? I was going to talk about One Piece Odyssey, but you go ahead and talk about the game that you're going to talk about first, and then I'll come back. Okay. That's fine. So one of the games that I've been trying out is a preview build, of course, but it's a game called Hellcard, or it's like the book. It's a I guess an extension of the game called Book of Demons, which they are both um, rogue like deck builder type games. And in Hellcard specifically, you get to choose from three different characters: a warrior, a mage, or a rogue. Rogue and mages are more ranged. Warriors are beefy, um, close range fighters. And as you keep going through the dungeon, you get random generated content of cards or companions you can have travel with you. And ultimately, it get, it starts off really easy where you just get like one to two enemies attacking you with the rest of the enemies just kind of there spiller. <laughs> but when you start getting into the more uh, larger dungeons at the end of it, you'll start fighting enemies that are just like, you have like 40 people you got to fight and, set, and like half of them are all wanting to attack you this round. Good luck. It's a <laughs> turn-based, and you get, like, a stack of, like, five cards that's in your starting deck, which you get, like, a starting deck of, like, 30 cards that you can take out cards during certain stages, and then you can put add-in cards you find. And it's really, I think it's really cool, because, like, the art design for Helicard looks really good. It's really, like, stylized, and I really like the way that they have the style. I'm going to be writing a whole preview, like, um, about what I think about it, but I just... As I'm thinking about it now, I did want to talk about it. This, or this is because I think it's a good game to keep your eyes on, especially if you are someone who does like the roguelike deck builder genre, which has been getting a lot of traction the past year and a half now. <laughs> but it's it, fun. It gets really difficult, though. It, it sounds a little bit like like Midnight Suns. <laughs> I like Midnight uh, totally Suns understand what you're talking stuff. about. When, oh, man. It's Midnight Suns. the guys want to attack you. Where every time we talk about a game, it's Midnight Suns now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I mean, Midnight Suns is a great game. I just wish I could play it. I don't want Midnight <laughs> Suns to go the way of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where they look at it as a failure. Because Guardians of the Galaxy was a fantastic game. I mean, Square Enix saw all the two meters games as failures, and we all know that wasn't true. Yeah. Square Enix is Square a goofy company. Yeah, <laughs> NFT and blockchain. and yeah, They thought blockchains job. were successful, but... Guardians was a failure, even though Guardians almost didn't Guardians win like the best narrative of the year 2021. It won yes. a couple things. Yeah. So it, it got a lot of traction from that, too. Plus, it was on Game Pass, which made it more money. It just never met Square Enix's ridiculous expectations. Square Enix wants everything to sell like Final Fantasy 7. And we understand that everything should sell like Final Fantasy 7. And Final Fantasy 7 would sell better if it was on Xbox. <laughs> 
You're not wrong there. Hey, shut <laughs> up. It's never happening. <laughs> it's never happening. I'm just going to pick up a copy and put it on my Xbox. As They're going to release this. They release the sequel to that game on, on Xbox before they release the, the first remake of seven. We have re you know, we get rebirth, but not remake. That'd be weird. That game is going to be on a switch before it's on Xbox. That's kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they'll probably put it on the cloud, to be honest, because I don't know if they'll do that natively. That's the only way they can. Oh, do absolutely it not. Which would still be a failure because, you know, nothing on the cloud on the switch works. Ooh, wow. <laughs> I'm gonna anyway. tell your buddies you said that. <laughs> you can. I tell them all the time. I hate the fact that they tried to put all the Square Enix like high tech games on the cloud, like Guardians of the Galaxy, Kingdom Hearts. They're all terrible on the Switch. I've heard that from Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I've play played them on the Switch. I know it pains me. This is exactly because I wanted Kingdom Hearts on the Switch for so no long. No disrespect to the Switch, but you know. That console has outlived its purpose. I feel like I feel like we should mention Square Enix again. <laughs> well, you don't like burning the switch? I mean, it is a good console for it just it, it just got us off topic of Hellcard. <laughs> yeah, so what about it this happens. game Hellcard? So Hellcard's good. You should all take a look at it and watch for the preview I'm gonna be making on it. But it's a good roguelike deck builder and it has a lot of difficulty that I think people will like in it. And as usual, if you do die, you still get like points added to get more chances at higher rated cards when you play again. Oh, that's cool. Fair enough. I was going to say I understand what you're talking about because I've just recently have been in that thing where all the enemies want to attack one dude. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, why is everybody attacking Iron Man right now? He's only got 30 health left. Leave him alone. <laughs> that's yeah. how RPGs work, man. That's just uh, RPGs work that in general. This guy has no health. Please leave him alone. Everybody <laughs> attack this guy. You're gonna have yeah. 40 people attacking you, but why? He's the mage. He doesn't even. He's not even the front lines. <laughs> doesn't mean to me. <laughs> he's got the worst gear. I don't care about him at all. Yeah, is like we know. <laughs> if you expend all your cards just to boost up his health or his block damage. <laughs> so exactly. I'm gonna move this along here. <laughs> we're on this subject way too long. Back to Square Enix. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we're not talking about Square Enix this time. We're talking about <laughs> something that's very good. We're talking about Bandai Namco, a company that really does care about Xbox. And uh, there's Finally. a demo coming out tomorrow. <laughs> but if you know the right tech, you can play it today. Um, One Piece Odyssey, upcoming RPG for for I almost said Square Enix. Jesus, for Bandai <laughs> Namco. And uh, I played on Xbox for about a good two hours. Xbox Series X. And that is a very enjoyable RPG, more so than I thought it would be because it's One Piece. And I'm not saying that One Piece is a terrible anime. It's just I haven't watched One Piece in <laughs> forever. There's like so many arcs and I just I just can't be bothered to get involved with it. But thankfully, this story in this game is something new. So even if you don't watch the anime, but you know the characters, you can play this game and not have any issues. Um, the game ran fine in both graphics mode. There's also a performance mode. Didn't really, I didn't see it drop under 60 frames per second when I was playing it in performance mode or graphics mode, so that was cool. But I can't really count the pixels, so who am I to say? <laughs> uh, the, the, I really enjoy the battle system. The battle system is actually really interesting. So it is a turn-based battle system. So basically, you waste your turn, you attack your enemy, you can use your skills. But they they actually have you fighting in like two different areas of a of a of, I want to say a stage. So say for example, Luffy, Zoro, Shinji, I forgot his name. Shinji is on one side, and then you got Nico or Robin, Chomper, whoever on the other side. And you can attack either one side, or other side, if you have a a big enough area uh, area of attack or you fight the people in front of you or you can use a special move that knocks them from one side to another side which you can use to set up a uh, another aoe attack it's very interesting how they do that plus if say for example you got luffy coming up and you don't want luffy to attack you can swap out any time on the fly as long as the character is available and switch so i can switch luffy for zero or back and forth Anytime. That sounds and still cool. attack. That sets up so many different combinations of attacks. It's a lot of fun. Plus, it's a good way to get your guy out the way if they're down to health <laughs> and they're about to get their butt beat. You can swap them out and let the other guy take the hit. It is a lot of fun. It's colorful. It's faithful to the anime or manga. I used to read that a lot, so I can at least compare it to that. And, you know, it's, it's I, I can't say more than I can say, already said now that it's a lot of fun. 
it's a lot more fun than I thought it would be. All right, let me figure out how to talk about Midnight Suns again. Um. <laughs> so while you're doing that, the demo is the demo is about two hours long if you watch all the cutscenes. But the kicker is, if you play the demo and you stop playing the demo, it will not save your progress. You have to play the demo all the way through. Oh, one of those. I hate that news. Yeah, yeah. If you, <clears throat> if you don't do that, you can't get the save. If you play all the way through and then it goes, thanks for playing, and then it will create a save because if you play the demo. And and get the save, you get some special thing when you play the full game. Okay, okay, but other other games do that with their demos, and you still get a chance to make like a save demo. This you one just have to get you. to the end and get that like checkpoint save. But it's mm-hmm. not hard. It's just as long as you as long as you got two hours, or if you don't really care about the cutscene, just keep it in the button. It comes out tomorrow. It. You said comes out tomorrow. The demo comes the demo out tomorrow. tomorrow. Right, the game cool. comes out the twelfth, so he's yeah, like three days. I'm gonna download it. But, you know, if you go, well, the time this podcast comes out, you won't need to do the workaround. So there's a reason to tell you about the workaround. <laughs> I definitely think based off of this demo, I am going to pick up the game. I really enjoy, like I said, I really enjoy the attack system. The attack system is fun. And on the outside, when you're uh, walking around the world, you walk around just like you would like a counter trick or any traditional RPG now where enemies are on the map. You can see them. You can walk into them and do regular attack. You can get to jump on them if you walk behind them. You chest run an open world. You jump around. It's it's a lot of fun. I think fans of anime games, especially One Piece, will really like this. All right, I mean, I'm knowing how licensed anime games go, I feel like this one is probably a much bigger budget than other ones. <laughs> Just play the game. I was going to say <laughs> something else, but I'm not going to say it. Well, now I want to know. Oh, well, I can't. <laughs> the people want to know. Our podcasts are uh, are are kind of um presentable and i like kids listen to these podcasts too so oh i can't say (laughs) that guessing what i think you're thinking now (laughs) no they're just some people have bigger than life assets (laughs) and sometimes i was playing the game i was like man that's way too big why (laughs) because people kept asking oda and every time they ask he makes those assets bigger (laughs) jeez like wow that's this is a game and it People are going to go. I definitely can already see it. People are going to just go, want to make sure that you know Nami really has back problems. <laughs> oh, they all have back problems. They get holy crap, <laughs> man. Glad I'm not them. Wow. All right, <clears throat> I'm going to move along from there <laughs> for reasons. For reasons. Oh, I get to talk again. So this one's about the GPUs that's on the market. So this is fun. Because I, I know Scott pays attention to the video cards. I don't know how much you do, Kyle. I'm still pretty new to this game, so um, I, I don't. I don't even know what I'm looking at 98 percent of the time. Okay, so Let's just say two of those things are worthwhile buys. <laughs> so, well, that's the thing. So, I'm going to remove AMD from this portion. I'm talking about recent GPUs. I'm yep. going to remove AMD uh, just because there's a 50 50 chance that. Well, you know what? Here, fine. If you buy an AMD card. There's a 50 50 chance if you buy the RTX, I'm sorry, the uh, 7090 XTX, that you may have issues of cooling because of vapor chamber. And the 79 XT isn't worth your money. All right. So that leaves us with NVIDIA. So NVIDIA, of course, released the RTX 4090, which is about $1,500 and above, depending on where you get it from and which AIB card you get, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They also have the RTX 4080 which a lot of people were claiming isn't worth the money because it's not as powerful as the 4090 and it's up there in price. RTX 4080s are about what? $1,100, $1,200. Yeah, about $1,200. I mean, I at. <clears throat> and I always said, if you can find it at a discount, like if somebody returned it, or if you could find it under a grant, definitely pick it up. Yeah. And then you have the newest one, the RTX 4070 Ti, which is the one that I have conflicting yeah, my I have conflicting uh, thoughts about only because there's a lot of people talking about this card. They give this card a lot of flack, mainly because it's cheaper than all of them, um, and it's not as powerful as all of them. Duh! But at one point in time, this was the RTX forty eighty one of them. Yeah, <laughs> right. It was a 12 gig card. So there was a forty eighty sixteen gig and a twelve and a twelve gig. Right before it was a re- it was going to be a reveal or not revealed out release, and they was like, "No, what? Nope, pump the brakes. We're not going to release this card." <laughs> and then it turned into this forty seventy. It's a thousand thousand. It's a hundred dollars cheaper than what it was supposed to be when it's going to launch as the forty eight twelve gig. 
So it's $799 if you can find it at that price. I don't know. Yeah. I have not been looking. <laughs> I haven't been looking either. But there's a lot of people who haven't given this card a lot of grief because they're complaining about the fact that, A, it's not as powerful to either those other two cards. And, you know, it's only $100 less than the original 12 gig asking price. But my thing is this. I played the graphics card game quite a bit. I pay attention to what cards coming out, and I also take my existing cards and I sell them on eBay or whatever to recoup the price. Like when I bought my 4090, I took my 4080 Ti and I sold it for a grand, which meant I only really spent $600 on my 4090, which I think was a pretty good investment. You know, people play that game. Some people don't. Sometimes I sell these stupid Funkos around my office because (laughs) they're in my office and they're actually worth money. And sometimes I buy collecting editions and I go, I really didn't need that. <laughs> I'm just going to sell that for what I paid for, you know, back and forth, whatever. But I really think the 47 Ti is in an interesting position because it's the cheapest car out of the bunch. It still beats the 3090, which is last generation's NVIDIA card, which is still a beast of a card. Yes. And it beats that hands down. And it's cheaper than that card. And it gives you access to DLSS 3. I mean, I don't see how that's a bad deal. Now, you got all the tech enthusiasts and you got the YouTubers and people on Twitter and Reddit going, this is a terrible card. But I'm like, (laughs) I don't think you're actually thinking about the implications of what exactly this card is. This card wasn't brought to the market to be the fastest card. This card was brought to the market to beat AMD, which it has, the RTX... She takes RTX. She's the XTX, 790 XTX AMD card. They need to stop using acronyms that are damn similar. <laughs> this is ridiculous. It, it, it confuses a lot of people that get they into do it on PC purpose. gaming for the first time. It's to, it's to mess with people like me who just started and to mess with senior citizens who are buying their grandson's cards. <laughs> it is not he wants fair. the RTX? Ah, that's fine. Just give me whatever has a TX in it. <laughs> but that works. It beats, looks like a bigger number than 40. <laughs> I don't know if anybody actually did any performance metrics between the 4070 Ti and the 7090 or 790 XTX, but I know it kills the XT. And the XT is what, $700? So it's in the same price range and does better than that car. I, again, I haven't checked the metrics against the, the uh, 7090 XTX. But it's cheaper than it. It gives you access to better um, ray tracing cores. And it's only $800. It's $200, $300. No, I bought my XTX, 790 XTX for, I want to say a grand, maybe, when it first came out. Actually, I want to look that up. Because now I'm confused on myself. <laughs> I, mean, I think a thing, good thing too about the 40 series is they deal with a lot of uh, like hardware that still doesn't that has features that hasn't really been implemented in software yet. So it's going to be also one of those uh, GPUs that age extremely well, depending yeah. on how the software gets utilized. Yeah. So I spent <laughs> a grand. I spent eleven hundred dollars for my card. And then I promptly took it back because I got I had FOMO and I haven't had a, a Radeon card in years. And I've always had this concern that Radeon drivers, any of the AMD video card drivers, aren't the best. They take a long time to mature. And then I was hearing rumors that the card was having issues. <laughs> and turns out the card is having issues. So I was glad I took it back and was able to get the newer card. But yeah. I don't think I don't think the RTX forty seven Ti is in a bad place. I just think a lot of people are just going, "Well, excuse me, but this card costs less and it doesn't <laughs> perform as well." Okay, but if I'm buying a brand new video card right now and I can't afford the RTX forty eighty or forty ninety, I can buy the forty seventy, still get access to the same feature set, still more powerful than a thirty ninety Ti, which is going to cost me around the same price. Why would I not buy that? It just doesn't make any sense because the tech because people the on internet's complaining you about it. To. That's why. <laughs> and it, you know, and it really bothers me when you have all these bigger tech people, like some of these people that I, I respect a lot, and they're going, "This is not a good buy." Says who? <laughs> if, if I'm just getting into the game, then yes, yes, I could buy a, a 3090 for less, but I don't get access to the new features. 
why would I do that? Now, some people are saying that maybe DLSS 3 isn't worth it. It does have some artifacting right now, but it's still fairly new. It took NVIDIA a while to get the original DLSS working. And then when, when it hit its stride at DLSS 2, it was amazing. And now we got DLX, we got DLSS and DLAA. This is a great card for people just getting into the PC game. It's a great 4040p card, and it does some 4K gaming as well. I, I just I just wanted to talk about that for a little bit because I like talking <laughs> tech and I don't get to talk about tech a lot and this is really <clears throat> annoying me. Yeah. So that's all I had to say about that. I'm done. But hey, if you want to shoot a comment about tech and you're <coughs> like, I don't agree with you, Keith. Hey, I'll be happy to have a conversation or 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 argument with you. Hit me up. I'm good <laughs> with that. I'm fine with that. I can do arguments all day. Ah, Sony PlayStation CS 2023. He wants to run with this one. I can do it. Go for it. I thought they had a cool show. You know, it started off a little boring. Um, <laughs> what, what, God, it was Gran Turismo the movie. I think that is so, I'm sorry. That is just dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it, but what little footage they showed of it looked kind of cool. Just with the way they had cameras rigged up to the cars and the angles they were using, like while the cars were racing, that was really cool. But then they moved on to VR. You know, uh, Jim Ryan came out and I watched the comment seat section freak out because <laughs> they played a little sizzle reel for him and they're like, oh my God, here comes Spider Man. But, but I was going to say, Spider Man wasn't the sizzle reel, but that wasn't there. <laughs> This is this is CES, and um, they don't talk about that kind of stuff. But they no. did show VR, and they announced that Gran Turismo Seven is getting a free VR update, and it looks pretty slick. Yes, it does. Um, they also are getting into the automobile business. A fila, a fila, a fila car. <laughs> um, it's not predicted to be out until twenty twenty six. They'll start taking reservations in 2025. Just from watching the stream, all the like the tech that's in the car, it looks really cool and sounds really cool. Uh, the there's like an LED screen on like the front bumper that they were showing like Spider Man and stuff on. Um, but the biggest announcement from their uh, presentation for me was the accessibility controller that they're finally releasing for the PlayStation Five, called the uh, Project Leonidas. And they tout it as a fully functioning controller straight out of the box, but it's also highly customizable. It can save up to three uh, controller profiles and you can map the buttons as you see fit. And it's you can still also funky looking at it. I, I, I just have to my, in my brain. I have to consensualize. I actually have to see it being used. Yeah. Right now it's still like in the concept phase. So what they showed us was really wacky looking. Um, it looks kind of like a child's depiction of a, of a flower. Like, you know how we used to draw a circle and then draw a bunch of U's around that circle? Like, that's what it looks like. And then there's a joystick. I'm not going to be able to unsee that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's what it looks like. Um, or alternatively, it kind of looks like a weird boob. I'm sorry, um, what? It kind of looks like a weird boob. I thought we weren't saying that on this show. <laughs> it looks like a weird asset. <laughs> um, but the cool feature is is that you can pair it with three, uh, or you can pair three devices together. Would be the correct way to word that. So you can take one Leonidas controller and pair it with another Leonidas controller, and then pair it with a Dual Sense. Um, I'm fully able, and I can play games without all that stuff. So I would be super interested into seeing how all of that works together, especially with three different devices. So did you, you mentioned in PlayStation VR, did you put down, did you purchase one? I thought you were talking about that. I was not going to, um, but I got some money from my mom for Christmas and I put that on a credit card, and I reserved one, which I think that comes out the twenty sixth or something so like that. The answer is you did. <laughs> I did. The twenty third. The twenty third of February. Yeah. Some bitch. I won't be in town. What bugs <laughs> me about that is you can only buy it from the um, from the PlayStation Store. Yeah, yeah I, we'll I probably did have the, to wait until um, after it gets released to buy it from anywhere else. Yeah, I did the special reservation thing, where like you had to. 
be on the list and then they would email you in waves. Oh. Um, I think I was like a part of like the second or third wave. Yeah. Gotcha. Who I saw, but I got the bundle with um, all of the mountain on it because you guys know how much I love Horizon. <laughs> so I went ahead and got the Hey, one you hear about this game VR called game Horizon Zero West or Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West or Horizon? This game is boring. Did you yes. play that game? Oh. Yes, that game's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but maybe you'll like this one. (laughs) (laughs) But now it's in VR, guys. (laughs) But it, you know, it, it, I figured it'd be the one game that would absolutely showcase the VR headset because I mean, everything else is are kind of games that are already out. Like, one of their big announcements at the CES presentation was Beat Saber. Yeah. Like, we didn't see that coming. I mean, if you are a VR headset that doesn't have Beat Saber, you're not going to have a good time. You're not even a VR headset. <laughs> you're not a real just, VR headset. Just throw yourself in the trash. <laughs> um, but one cool thing is if you are going to buy a VR headset, is I guess there is a controller charging station. That's cool. It's 50 bucks. Uh, players can charge the PSVR2 Sense controller through a simple click and design. So you don't have to worry about hooking it up to the uh, PlayStation 5. What are your thoughts about the PlayStation VR 2? Uh, I think it's too early to tell because they haven't really shown off a whole lot about it. Um, I, I've I've seen some Horizon footage. And it, Horizon looks really good because it's running off the PS5. Does it hurt I, you to say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's one thing that I can't deny, and it's that Horizon has always been a really pretty game. Okay. So uh, the VR game looks good. Uh, I didn't think GT7 looked that good in VR. Yeah. As they were driving, I was looking at the surroundings as he was passing them, and it just looked like a lot of flat textures. See, that's the thing about VR. You have to actually experience it. Sometimes the games just look terrible. Sometimes the games look good. It depends on the game you're playing. Like a racing game, your big thing is the sensation of speed, and can I look you know, all around the screen as I'm racing. I don't think they're going for uh, this looks pretty because I, I, not to side take us off the uh, the subject, but they uh, grid was also announced for the quest two, and it looked like crap. <laughs> but I imagine it plays well. I hope so. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um. I mean, and, and like like you asked, like what? How do I feel about it? Um, I think it's just another VR headset. Um, I, I'm always really scared when Sony releases like any kind of peripheral for a console. So I, I don't have faith in them to really support these things. No, so, I feel you on that. I, I understand 100. Yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of Sony and their peripherals, but I really didn't think that they supported the PlayStation VR very well. Not at all. No, I don't think they support it as well as they should have either. Yeah. But I feel I've been feeling this way since the Vita. So <laughs> Yeah, I feel that I feel the same way. The PSP, the Vita, like Oh, the, the Vita PSP blew they did up. well with, I think. The Vita they um, did not. <laughs> yeah, the Vita blew up. Or I'm sorry, the PSP blew up. The Vita didn't. And I remember like I had it for a year and that kind of just like I, I ended up just selling it back to GameStop because things that I was interested in that just kind of stopped coming to it. So um but I think that the the VR2 for the PlayStation is more like a luxury purchase because it's so damn expensive. <clears throat> so well, I'm going to wait like the first VR or PS5, wait two years it. for it to go down 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. But you get like when it's on sale. Um, I think there's 30 games coming to it and they're saying that's that's the most It's VR a good amount for with. a launch headset. Yes, I would say that. Yeah, but the problem is we don't know how much more is on the horizon for that. Yeah, that's always really scary. Like, it would be cool to see like them do like Killzone and things like that. They have so many cool ideas they could add. You, you on can't there. let them remember they have that. <laughs> <laughs> They're too busy trying to pursue Call of Duty. They forgot about Killzone. No, Gorilla's too busy developing their most boring game ever. <laughs> horizon multiplayer? No. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, uh, apparently, there's a, a remake. Oh. oh right, I forgot the remake rumor. I forgot that was a thing. That 
That shouldn't be a thing. That was about as necessary as the last of. Oh, that's less necessary than the Last of Us remake. Yeah, know, right. That, that definitely shouldn't be a thing. But you know, we're we're in the world of remakes. Everybody wants a remake or something. Like this game's not that old. Why are you remaking it? Who I'm cares? fine with remakes as long as it's a game that I feel justifies the remake. But I don't think that was one of them. Just no. um, I'm I'm actually on PlayStation's website right now, looking at their launch lineup for uh, VR two and. It's a lot of things that are already out. I mean, like, yeah, obviously. I feel Resident like a lot of them Evil are just going to be like ported from the PSVR 1. Yeah, you've got Firewall, which was a big one they pushed a lot. They've got Resident Evil, uh, Resident Evil Village. Sorry. Yep. Uh, the Dark Pictures Switchback VR. That one sounds cool. Uh, but then you've got like Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy, which you can yeah. play on Quest 2. You've got No Man's Sky. Uh, Walking Dead, Saints and Sinners 2. Gran Turismo 7. Pistol Whip, which is a, actually an amazing VR yeah, game. Yeah, play that. If you, if I, you get a PlayStation VR, and if you don't get a PlayStation VR, if you have yeah. something to play Pistol Whip, play it. That's a great game. Yep, I, I just bought that myself because like, people were talking about it on uh, Twitter, and they're like, this is a game worth owning. So I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. There's apparently an adventure game coming out. It's called uh, Jurassic World Aftermath. I, I updated the list on our website. I don't remember seeing that. There's also Fantavision said... 2020X or 22X. If you remember Fantavision for, I think, a, was it the PlayStation 3? Maybe. I don't remember. It was all the fireworks and whatnot. Yeah. I, I, I love that game. PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2. Okay. Puzzle game. Yeah, that's coming out as a VR game. Um, that's cool. Okay. Demio's going to be another one. So, I mean, it's got some cool games coming out. It's just a lot of it stuff you can play elsewhere. So, you know, like I said, it's a luxury purses, per- purchase. Um, if you have a PlayStation 5 and you want to upgrade that experience, it's totally worth going for. But, I mean, right now you can just go buy a Quest 2 and play 90% of the games that game's going to have. Don't say that. <laughs> Jim Ryan might hear you. Well, you should send me one so I can review it. <laughs> You're not an influencer. You're not getting one, pal. I I'll, mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be that guy, but I can't I'll wait to whatever he wants. I can't wait till it comes out and everybody's like, oh, "Thanks, PlayStation, for sending me this VR headset." And I'm gonna go, "Shut up!" And they're all gonna show how <laughs> great it is, but then you they don't talk about you know if they would actually buy it or not, depending on its price point. That's not the that's not the point of influencing. You get it for free, and then you you just say you just say, say you go out and buy it. It's so it. much fun, yeah. <laughs> Watch me play Beat Saber on my PSVR two. You know what's I'm really frustrating already, about no. that whole thing though? They announced they said Beat Saber's coming, right? Beat Saber's coming. We'll talk about it another time. It's Beat Saber. What do you need to tell me about the game? I know all about the game. Just we'll tell me is it coming to my platform? Or play not? on Beat Saber, no. <laughs> Yo, they might do that. You know, I definitely see a new state of PlayStation, uh, state of PlayStation. I was going to say state of the KGs, state of PlayStation, <laughs> talking about the PSVR 2 again before state it comes of vacation. Out. Yeah, state I wouldn't of- be surprised if it does have a segment in state of play. I mean, you got to push your stuff. Up? I'm all about that. Push it. <laughs> Do we have a state of play coming up? Because I feel like they would soon. I mean, they've got they it. Have it should be within the first anything. two months. I feel like that's the truth with both or all the uh, gaming industries at this point. Nintendo I mean, usually does theirs like at the end of January. So does Xbox. And I think PlayStation usually does it like in February, like the beginning of February. Well, they have a, a huge expansion to their console coming out. So they should have something soon. Right. Yeah. Especially because mm. we haven't seen much of uh, Call of the Mountain and all that stuff. So. I think the tech in the VR headset is awesome. It's oh just, yeah, I think it's amazing. It's just it's just pricey. So yeah, you know when I said that and I put the article on N4G, people got mad and was like, "You're just downplaying the PlayStation VR 2? I was like, "No, it's literally the cost of a PlayStation Five. What are you talking about?" <laughs> yep, and you need the PlayStation Five to use the headset. So yeah, <laughs> I'm not downplaying game. anything. This is what it is. This is expensive. Stop mm-hmm. acting like. You know, fanboys and realize that not everybody has a thousand dollars. I'm sorry, twelve hundred dollars in their pocket to play this. Yeah, it's one of those things where like it's worth the price point, but I think that's also the problem where you see like most hardware is always sold for usually a loss. 
But the VR2 sounds like it's probably going to be barely sold for a loss, if anything. It might just be break even like the PlayStation 5 is right now. So my guess is that it's either because they want to not lose money on the hardware, because they don't really have too many plans right now for software coming up, or because they don't want to lose any more money on hardware sales for whatever reason. They don't want to lose money. They're a corporation. Yeah. Yeah. End of the day, that's what they're they're for. They're there to make money, and people, you know, they forget this. They're here to make money, which is why you should put Final Fantasy on Xbox <laughs> to make money. Seriously, what is Square Enix thinking? I mean, what? <laughs> uh, I would, yeah. I would buy remake again if I could play it on Xbox. I would too. I would buy just to support the company. But you know, I, I would Square buy just to support the fact that we're getting it on Xbox. I mean, that's what I did with Kingdom Hearts. I was like, hey, we got Kingdom Hearts on Xbox. I bought it. <laughs> Moving along, uh, this is a. This is a super fun topic that I'm sure people are going to hate me for it, but guess what? <laughs> I don't care. Guys, so, it's, a, it's a Dark Souls topic. Here we go. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a From Software's title uh, topic that is regarding their Soulsborne games. I wrote an article last week talking about the From Software and how their co-op system in their games is just terrible. It's terrible. It's just not fun. Dark Souls, all the Dark Souls games, it's Maybe relatively easy, but it's also a pain in the behind to actually get somebody to jump into your game and vice versa because there's like millions of people playing and you have to put down a circle and then you have to stay in the proximity of the circle. If you walk away from the sucker or the summoning circle, whatever you call it, it goes away, yada, yada, yada. Sometimes the connections just don't work, yada, yada. Um, Bloodborne, it's a little bit easier because it's confined just to the PlayStation system. to Carol, there is no co-op unless you play on PC. They can play this beautiful mod, which is amazing. And then Elden Ring, it's the same darn issues. But Elden Ring gets worse because you have to either make the item that's consumed whenever you connect in a world, or it drops off an NPC, or you have to uh, hook up a summoning pool so you can be in a pool of players when you want to go fight a boss. And it's like, this is ridiculous. But on top of all that, if you get a co-op game going, and I, when I say co-op, I mean jolly cooperation. <laughs> Not just PvP stuff. That works like it's supposed to. <clears throat> Oddly enough. It's just the <laughs> co-op that doesn't work. <clears throat> so remember me and you, Kyle, we tried to play. We finally got it, play, we finally yes. got it working. <laughs> yes, I you did. You died. And then it was like, <laughs> back again. And I was like, this is garbage. This is terrible. Yeah, and it was a lot of like, even even when you got in, there was plenty of disconnections too and then it just started to work so yeah. it was real weird like just up until that point just trying to find your sign and all that yeah it's not fun it, and it's like this in all the games and it's just not fun and my point was they could do better you know and i had a lot of people complaining when i wrote this article saying from software is perfect they don't need to do anything and i'm like but you got this one game over here which is another favorite game of mine uh run it from the ashes that does co-op amazingly you start the game well before you start the game you have options you have several options play offline the uh play public and if you click on public it shows you all these connections all these servers of people playing right now and it shows you their level or the gear score it shows you where they're at it shows you how people are involved and it shows you if you can jump in or not it's perfect and when you click on a person's session it just works <laughs> It literally just works. So it's like, hey, I need to, fi- I need to, I want to go on this level. Hey, who's on this level? It shows you everybody on this particular level or world, and you just jump in. Why is that so hard? I mean, I'm not a developer, I'm not a programmer. Thus, my question is, why is it so hard to emulate something like this? From Software is a much larger company than Gunfire Games. Yes. Yet Gunfire Games was able to perfect this. Why can't you? Why don't you? Do you think you don't need to do this? Do you not care? Or, or are you so full of yourself? And this is me, this is me being a from software stand. Seriously. You're are you too full of yourself to think that you don't need to do this? Or that what you give your fans, your supporters, is more than enough? Because I think it's terrible. I mean, some people consider it part of the Soulsborne experience to just yeah, have a difficult clunky. That's what system I was gonna say. Um, and I, I, I wasn't going to say that exactly. <clears throat> what I was going to say is my theory is that with the nature of what Dark Souls is, it's supposed to be like a generally lonely experience. 
They just don't care to change it. And that was something I stated in my article. I was like, some people just are like, they're okay with this. And I'm like, they shouldn't be okay with it. This is not good. You know, so I was proud of my article. I think it's a good article. It's a good read. You can check it over the outofhaven.net. It's not me throwing, you know, speculations or me saying front software sucks. It's literally me going through explaining how these all work in these different games and showing you the difference compared to run that from the ashes and asking why can't they do this? You know, so I put this over N4G. And if anybody knows anything about N4G, N4G <laughs> is toxic as hell. It is the controversial article site of all time. <laughs> it is just like Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's pretty much like Twitter, you know, and I'm and I'm putting it here and I'm answering questions and I'm talking about it. You know, I did have one person come to the site and say, you know, I agree with the topic, but I don't agree with your argument. I think they need to remove co-op from the game completely. I kind of like the co-op in these games. Oh, I love the co-op, and I, I love co-op mm. just in general. But I love the co-op in Dark Souls because it's really fun, like teaming up with yeah one other person and then just trying to take on this boss. Oh yeah, it's great. And to be fair, there are mods for the PC where you can fix the co-op, but yeah. that's for PC, and that's up for people to fix from software's janky system, which also means people who play on console don't have that ability. So, I, you know, I'm like I said, I'm going back to N4G. I was talking about this, explaining this stuff, telling people, hey, you know, this is great and all, but these mods are available, but they're not for consoles. And one guy was like, N? <laughs> like, you mean N? So you think console players aren't, you know, aren't the same as PC players? That the console players should have an inferior experience? Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. there is a reason so, why P- PC players have a bad name. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going back to my article. Cause I want to, I want to go back and, um, I want to get this comment right. This is one guy. Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find where he, where he said. Uh, uh, oh, here we go. They don't have to do shit. They've become one of the hottest dev studios in the last decade, despite you not having a fun co-op experience. But on the other end of the spectrum, this is what he's he's quoting what I put. He's cherry picking. But on the other end of the spectrum, progressing through games, completing objectives, killing bosses, and things of that nature, I'm not too fond of. He cherry picked that entire thing. Sounds like you don't like this this type of genre. It's no shame, but reeks of why doesn't Dark Souls have an easy mode? And then I stopped. (laughs) And then I flipped. Well, that's the like, thing, though. I don't think co-op makes uh, Dark Souls any easier. It doesn't. It makes it harder. By like, definition, it makes it harder. The bosses, yeah. the bosses can still literally one-shot you if they want to. You know, all it takes is one bad dodge. You know, one hit. So Dark it, it Souls doesn't change anything. It, all those games with co-op get harder. They are made to get harder. The second another person jumps in, they get harder. Which is why this is my hard rule. Anytime I play these games with somebody and I get into a game, I only play with one extra person. If they summon another person, I leave. Yeah, it, it'd be like saying Monster Hunter is easier with other people when it's really not because the monsters get tougher when you get other people in your game. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Just makes it easier to trap monsters. <laughs> yeah, not you so have more people Souls. hitting the monster, but it's also got a boosted health pool now. I, I just, you know, for everything that I've said about From Software, again, I've I've supported them for as long as I knew the company. You know, um, I try to remember the first thing. Kingsfield, to Armor Core, to Dark Souls, to Bloodborne, to Sekiro, to Elden Ring. I've supported them. I love what they do. I know they're not a perfect company. I'm aware of what I'm getting into when I buy their stuff. But it's not too much to ask for a better cooperation or cooperative gameplay system oh my god can you imagine playing elden ring with your friends and you die and the game's not over and you can re- you can <laughs> res your friend that that would just be uh fun actually yeah. well you can do that on pc but you can't do it on console. <clears throat> you just have to mod a few things but yeah yeah yeah, yeah so well, like i said though, i think that kind of goes back to like the whole like lonely like hopelessness of the atmosphere of like the souls games right because it's like you're in this like apocalyptic, you know, I'm just put air quotes on that. You're in this destroyed uh, city, uh, land, whatever. 
they put you in and it's supposed to be like you like you're supposed to be the only one fighting through so if you die the phantoms you brought into the world have also gone so it's i mean i i I don't love the co-op system at all um but i i think that's just like the developer's intention like they have a crappy co-op system because you know the atmosphere is crappy and they don't really care because it's kind of like a part of their lore you know yeah i can also see that as well but you know from both sides of the spectrum i just think it it would be nice to get a nice one yeah i agree i would rather be more like remnant as well or at least make it easier to join a god darn game yeah i'd be fine with that too no more signs yeah, like, there's nothing on. more fun than getting to a sign when like you're having trouble with the boss and you're like, okay, I'm gonna try to summon this guy. And then it's like summoning up, oh, summon failed. Even that, just you know, drop summoning the summon up, sign. Summon you drop the summon sign down, and then okay, it opens up a window of all these people that have a summoning sign down, and just pick one. I've literally put an article. I've waited once for two hours to get some help, and no help came. Like literally two hours. I'm like, why? What's going on? You know, I remember trying to beat the uh, the blood guy in Elden Ring, the one that's under the ground in that beautiful cavern-like oh yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the poison guy. And I beat him by jumping over the the walls <laughs> and and going around the gate. So he just stood there while I hit him. <laughs> so you exploited the game. I did, man. That guy beat me so much. You even tried to help me a couple times, and we couldn't beat him. And I was like, oh, I so thought you were playing Bloodborne. I'm sorry. Yeah, in Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. Which because we got in, and I got in, and I was at a higher level, and then they were like, "Oh, I'm just gonna kick your ass now." <laughs> I tried. You one shot me once, people, and then you came in to help me, and then like we just couldn't do it. So, like, I was like, "Hold on, I'm gonna try to jump over this wall again," and somehow I managed to do it. So I was like, "I got it, man." I just. I just got my revenge. I just kicked the shit out of him. I was feeling some kind of way when he one shot me. I was like, what the hell? That's not, how did you, I, uh, whatever. Do better from software, please. I love you. Just do better. Moving on here. I'm looking at my list and there's a topic that says poop. Yeah. Uh, Care to explain that? (laughs) Uh, People order our patties, sir. I'm sorry, what? People order our patties. (laughs) Care to put some context to that? Uh, yeah, it's from an episode of SpongeBob. Oh, <laughs> it's the Krabby Patty uh, training video. Their motto is "Poop." People order our patties. Oh wow! I thought <laughs> I thought the one I had was bad. <laughs> well, we are done. Thanks for checking us out. Be sure to check out our podcast over at Apple Podcast. Also, check us out on Spotify or Buzzsprout or wherever other great 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 gaming podcasts are. And also check us out over theoutofheaven.net. We got a lot of great gaming and geek culture stuff there for you to check out. You know, anime, manga, toy stuff, gaming stuff, all that cool stuff. So for myself, for Scott and Kyle, thanks for checking us out. And we will see you later. Bye. This month, 2023.